All right, welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast, whatever episode this is. 70-something. 70 70-something. 70 I think it'll be 72 or something like that. I don't have anything special. It's the end of the year. It's getting close to the end of the year, at least. So I think you we've talked about this once or twice already on an episode that we released previous, but Black Christmas is coming up. And we have a special guest today. Yes, yeah, so somebody who hasn't played with their band in what would have been seven years now since 2016 he said was the last time he played so correct and i got to see them at motor city fest 2016 which was the first and only time that i had gotten the chance to see him which was fucking awesome and uh i've been a big fan of this band for quite a while jeremy you've been a big fan for even longer it's cool to fucking be able to sit and talk with them so we have Lenny here from Earth Mover with us and we're gonna get into talking with him about the upcoming show um some Earth Mover stuff some hardcore stories some of uh you know this and that and other things the normal good stuff you would expect from us yeah if you're a listener you know we get into varying topics all over the place with everybody that we interview and try to pull out all the good secrets and whatnot but before we jump into talking with him, we were going to play a track off Death Carved in Every Word called Trust the Few, which if you're an Earth Mover fan, I'm sure you've heard by now. But if you are not, just for perspective, you can get a taste of what the band's about. Um, Lenny does vocals for Earth Mover for anybody that does not know. So you get a little sample of like his vocal style, his band, and what they're all about. So. Unless you have anything else, Jeremy, I'm going to jump into that. Everybody enjoy. Nothing to me 
First and foremost, Lenny, thanks for jumping on the show. We appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool to get to talk to you. Like I've, I met you very, very briefly, like a high buy type of thing when you guys played Motor City Fest in 2016, and I can't remember okay. if it was at I can't remember if it was at Corktown or if it was at Leland City Club. I don't remember which night you guys played, but. That was the, the yeah, one played, and only uh, time. Was, okay, it was City Club. That was the one and only time I got to see Earth Mover play because I'm yeah. a little younger, so I missed like the the glory days. Sure, sure. Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty good show. You know, and I'm really looking forward to uh, the production of what's coming up here in a few weeks. Jeff and Ramona, they are putting together stuff awesome. So, you know, big props to them. It's got to be fantastic. Yeah, I can't fucking wait for that. I actually was at the first reunion show, and I don't know what year it was at. 2010, I believe. Yeah, it was 2010. My kid was three years old. I have to. That's how I measure things now. That's how old my kid was. And uh, I can't believe that that's that that many years have gone by already. Man, you know it's funny. Uh, somebody just sent me something about that the other day, and I was like, "Holy moly, that was what was that? 13 years yeah, ago?" Yeah, it doesn't feel yeah. like it. And that was, Jeremy, you said there was uh, somebody passing out, like, a bunch of Earth Mover merch and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. There, um, like... um, um, um. Yeah, that was, Andy? that was Andy Demp's yeah. old guitarist. Yeah, Andy was. Yeah, that was, like, that That was better than any Santa present I could ever get. <laughs> Just giving, a, giving away seven inches, and Hard, I, I got a... Hardcore Santa. Yeah, it was awesome. Didn't he send? Didn't he make like little packages, and they yeah. were all his old label stuff, like Trifin, yep. and uh, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that that was really cool. Oh, Andy. dude, it, yeah, Andy it was, was sick. I was like, holy fuck! Yeah, it, it was like it was fun. It was almost like all wrapped up, and it was crazy. Punk rock. Yeah, Christmas. he did. He did a good thing that night. I, I was, you know, it, I was really bummed that Andy couldn't do the show with us. You know, the the people we got doing it, they're fantastic, and. You know, I'm super grateful for everybody that's uh, putting in on this project right now. Um, but you know, it would have been really nice to have Andy involved. But you know what? He's uh, he's doing his own thing right now and uh, moving on with his life, being an awesome dad. So you know, uh, wish him wish him all the best. Right on. Was it wasn't it Plus Minus Records? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. And uh, correct me you if know, I'm wrong. Life in the, Themes from Everyday Life was the first plus minus release, wasn't it? Yeah. I be- yes, I believe it was. Yep, yeah. yep. I believe That's it cool. was. Yeah, he did that. He did Trife and stuff. You know, it, it leaves me uh, what else he did. Uh, blood pack. Old, like, completely. I got a blood completely pack. Black. There you go. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in that bundle, which was super cool. It's hard to get that stuff. Yeah, I, I bet it's pretty impossible to find now. It's amazing when you do see it, the price I, that some people want for Oh, it. I know. Like, it'll be a CD that's got CD Are you sure? Like, you... Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll be like $50, $60, like, for the CD. I know I saw an Earth Mover sweatshirt a couple years back on eBay. It was going for like 90, 80, 90 bucks. Yeah. And it, I was, it blew me away. I was like, man, go get yourself a new champion sweatshirt, kid. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, that, dude, that thing's so hammered. Looks like my dog slept on it for a week, yeah. for a week, a year. <laughs> I know, like, 
and that's the thing like with that old merch like a lot of that stuff it's been sitting in people's closets for so long that it's got tiny little holes in it from moths and shit and then they're like yeah 120 bucks for this like <laughs> half eaten jersey and i'm like fuck but they get you. it dude it is crazy i know you know, you know it's funny you're speaking on that i have a character like from their first tour i bought on their first tour probably fuck, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15, 16 years ago, stuff like that. And that, you know how you have a shirt and it just rotates through your drawers? You never really wear it anymore. Yeah. But it kind of just sits there and it goes from one drawer to the other. And it's in perfect condition. And you don't want to get rid of it, but you don't want to throw it out. It just kind of hangs out. I have that, I swear to God, you can go in my drawer right now and it's like a three-quarter length <laughs> fucking t-shirt. And that thing has just been rotating the same drawer, five drawers for the last 15, 16 years. Just a minty fucking terror shirt <laughs> floating around. Yeah, it is. It's, it's perfect condition. That's and my funny. wife keeps on like, oh, you should throw it on eBay. I'm like, ain't nobody going to buy this. But, you know, I guess now I'm thinking about it. Somebody might. Uh, I guarantee oh, somebody yeah, dude, would. Is it from the lowest of the low tour or whatever? Fuck yeah. I think that's what it was, man. Yep. There's that would have been like first... 2003, maybe? 2000, because that's right when that band Sounds started. Right. Let me see. And I love that record, you know, man, from front to back. Like, that's, if I was on a desert island, that one would come uh, with me. Solid. That's my favorite tarot. Definitely. 100% solid. I don't know if it's nostalgia purposes or, you know, I just like the rawness of it, yep. vocal, everything. It was just that, that album rip, man. The emotion of it just makes, like, on makes me want to, like, uh, whatever's going on in life, you know, that kind of shit makes you want to fucking push through it, you know? Absolutely. 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 So for the upcoming show for Black Christmas, who do you have playing with you with Earth Mover? Great question. So we have uh, Aaron Ruby, who was, uh, he came with Earth Mover in 1998 when we played, uh, we toured Europe, did a bunch of shows here in the States. Aaron played bass for us on that tour. Uh, the bass player we had, he left. We needed to fill in. Aaron was playing, I believe he was playing a Universal Stop at the time. So he came over. And then um, he's the only true original member that. That, that we have playing right now. Uh, we have Jeff Schenken. He did the uh, 2010 reunion with us. And then on top of that, we have uh, Mike Eckert. Uh, yep. He plays in Poison Tongues. He plays in uh, The Alliance. And we have uh, Chris Rothen, who's guitar for Stick Your Guns. He'll be playing with us that night. So it's, uh, it's a pretty, pretty good lineup. That's what's up. Yeah, nice. I just saw, um, it would have been Walls of Jericho and Stick to Your Guns. Or not stick to your guns, I'm sorry. Let I play not too long ago. And fucking, he, Aaron just tears it up on that fucking stage, dude. Oh, he's, he's a savage. Like, so good. Still, I love fucking playing with that guy. He fucking sends it every time, man. Now, you mentioned Universal Stomp. I have a, it's Aaron's, it's one of Aaron's bands. It's called like Object in the Mirror or Object of the Mirror, something like that. Okay. And... Maybe ask him about it or something. I got this cassette tape, and, uh, you know, I give it to him if he wants it back or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, sure he'd be, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. Aaron, I think, probably the one of the most approachable people that I've ever met. He's just a great, great guy. You should bring it up to him, man. I'm, I'm sure he'd be stoked to talk about it. Right on. When was the last time the Earth Mover played 
before this upcoming show? We did that Leland City Club show for Motor City Fest. Yeah. Yeah, that was the 2016 one. Um, that 2016, yeah. That was the last time, man. Holy and truth shit. be told, I didn't, I didn't know if we'd ever do it again. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, if they had a comedy, like, I, I love playing with it. You know, I, I love playing with Earthmover. I love the music. Um, for me, it's pretty timeless. And just getting together with everybody and uh, setting it off is great. But I, I truly didn't know if it would ever happen again. And, you know, Ramona hit me up from Black Iris. She kind of pitched the idea to me. And I was like, ah, man, you know, I don't know. It's even one. Like, I think that was my first question. I was like, I don't think anybody even wants to hear us anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, our, uh, you know, our response at the Motor City Fest, it was, it was good. It was, you know, it was good. But, you know, it wasn't over the top. Just lately, within the last month and a half, it's been just crazy. Like, I've been talking to people I haven't talked to in 20 years. And right. tons of people reaching out. And the interest so phenomenal that I'm like, well, wow, you know, uh, there has been talk about possibly doing some other shows as well. So um, it's been uh, it's been really cool. Well, really it's like cool. like uh, and I get Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I just you know I just have to give it up to Black Iris and Ramona and Jeff from Coldest Life because if they didn't come to me and uh, really be like, you know, this is a really good thing. You should really, really think about it. I, I truth be told, I don't know if I do it, man. You know, I'm a dad and, you know, I've got a career and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody's got a reason, reason why. Right. 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 But um, I, I got to give it to them for giving me a healthy, awesome reason why to step up and reach out to everybody and try to put this together. And it just fell into place, man. You know, some of the best things are just, when you put them together, they just come together easy, and this just came together easy. And you know, there's been a few bumps, but nothing that uh, causes a nosebleed or anything like that. Everybody, uh, everybody gets along, so it's. I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be freaking awesome, man. Honestly, like I, was, I know. Like I was going to say uh, before. I mean, I was fortunate enough, like, um, to see you in. Uh, 2010, because at that point I was in the position of I'm never going to see this band, you know, because I was the younger kid sure. at that time, and uh, and then now I get to go again, and it's like I'm I'm fucking super stoked, man! I can't wait. Yeah, that 2010 show, I you know when I was playing it then, shit, that was what 13 years ago. Uh-huh. Like I was looking out while I was playing, and I was like, God damn, that's fucking brutal, and uh, that's going to be what one eighth the size of the crowd that's going to be there yeah for black christmas so shit one eighth one tenth one fifteenth and that show was one of the best shows we ever played that shit i mean i, I couldn't honestly uh speak for like three days i was like yeah what's up man it's like i was screaming <laughs> yeah. every fucking word dude absolutely you know i'm a i'm a huge advocate of you know just going as hard as you can Sending it as hard as you can, you know, dancing as hard as you can, just fucking going. And that show is the epitome of that. And uh, I'm really hoping that this show topples that. And I know will. Just with the with everybody we talked to, sponsors we're getting, this is gonna this is gonna be good. It's gonna be not to be messed. Fucking a. I quit smoking due to the last time I I went to the coldest life reunion (laughs) show. And I I didn't get to see really? Cold as Life. <laughs> I got slumped during Death Threat, and uh, I was like, man, I danced around for Shattered Realm like a little bit, 
And I was like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I got to stop this shit. So hopefully by the time <laughs> there you go, three weeks, I'll be good. Dude, you got three weeks to get that fucking cardio. Yep, up, yep. Dude. Conditioning yourself <laughs> for a mosh. I need to get one of those uh, poison tongue shirts that says I'm too old for this pit. This shit's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good shirt, Fuck wasn't yeah. it? Oh, I, I think that was the creation of Justin, from what I heard. That that was Justin's uh, fantastic little uh, contribution oh, to the band. Fuck, that, I that's that's one. a badass shirt. Man. That was the Danny Glover one you were yeah. telling me about? Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been perfect. Yeah. No, that is dope. So good. So yeah. good. Yeah, when I seen you guys in 2016, the I'd never been to Leland City Club. It was kind of a weird little room. Like, it was very, very dark in there, and it was... I don't know. It was a strange venue to have that big of a show going on because it was like remnants of Cold's yeah. life and stuff. And I don't know. It was just a. It was an awesome show, but it was just a weird place to have it. I felt like it, it was. I, you know, but I got. I got to give a props out to Critter and uh, you know Jim Davy who from Poison Tongues who did that show there that night. You know, they needed a venue. Uh, they dug deep, they found one, and uh, they made it work, right? Yeah. If you would have asked me then, I would have never expected that they would have been able to do that show there because shit, we used to go to the city club 20, 30 years ago and just get stupid there. I never thought that they'd be doing hardcore shows there. And so it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I had never been there. I walked in and I didn't really know what to expect. And they're like, here, go upstairs to this room or whatever. And then it's like tucked back in a corner. And I'm like, is this the place? And then like you see some people jumping <laughs> around and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, okay, it's here. Shit. Yeah, it was, that was wild ago. That was different. It was different. Definitely. Yeah, it was still a lot of fun though. But so in between then and now, have you been rehearsing and stuff with earth mover or are you just gonna go up there and just give it your all at no, you know what i uh i have to practice man so if i don't so i went away we've been trying to get practice together for a few months now and uh i went out to montana for a while and right that's when we were supposed to start practicing and uh i wasn't able to so i, I hit those guys up before i left and i'm like listen man i need to scar up my voice before we do this because if I don't get a month's worth of practice in, uh, I'm just so much get it that night. Right. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, you can go out there and play, uh, you know, play an instrument. But if my voice doesn't have time to, you know, if I don't have time to really beat it up, let it heal, beat it up again, let it heal, and kind of temper it for the abuse that I'm going to put it through that <laughs> night, yeah. um, be absolutely worthless, to be honest with you, man. Yeah, it's like developing a callus for it, kind of, or even yeah. like working you know, out almost. Absolutely. You know, there's, I think that's the best, uh, whatever, metaphor for it. Analogy. Is, it is. You're, you're developing a callus for it um, because, it, and that's what I told those guys. I was like, I got to scar this up a little bit or it's not going to sound good. The first practice we did, I think I uh, did, what, two songs and then I just completely blew my voice out. And then I went away, I came back. And then I did the same thing, but, you know, it was really weird. Uh, it came back, like I did two songs, and then my voice took a pretty good hit. And I was like, oh, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work tonight. And then, you know, I just kept on redlining it, and it came back. And that's the first time it's ever happened. So I was like, all right. And now, you know, I just do certain exercises, you know, getting it ready for the show. Right. And uh, I think it's going to be uh, – you know, it's going to be good. We got a couple practices this week. We're practicing on Sunday, and 
uh, another day. So yeah. it's, we're going to do two this week, uh, one, one, and then we're going to do another two. And I think we'd be good to go, man. That's one thing about, um, about you and earth mover, especially on the albums is your vocals are so like, you know, it's you and how, you, how you guys layered them on both albums sure. like that. I mean, it's very, uh, very Lenny, you know, and I can, I can see why you, uh, you're like, I got to fucking beat this thing up and get ready, you know, because it's definitely, you know, and it's, and it's absolutely, you know, it's, and it's funny because Earth Moon was my first band that I ever played in, right? I, I've played, in a, you know, in a handful since then, but, uh, when I found those guys, when Earth Moon first started, man, other than listening to hardcore and being in it from, you know, a more uh, spectator standpoint, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, really? you know, and it was, you know, the early guys in Earth Mover, the guys who were in like, you know, Mike Hasty from Scruffy Caraways and, you know, those other dudes that they, they really did. They coached me through it. They, uh, you know, they gave me tips. They yelled at me. I remember recording the first Earth Mover, you know, things from everyday life. They would literally piss me off to get my voice to the standard that it was <laughs> acceptable. Like, I'm not even joking. You Like, and, you know, you're you're young and dumb and fucking you know piss and vinegar you let things get you you piss and vinegar and uh i remember mike would just drive me crazy until the point i wanted to fucking break and let me loose on the mic and then uh it would come through a hundred times better right. than it did the 15 other guys that i tried to record it so now that actually makes sense listening to it because you do have a very aggressive vocal style like there's a ton of hardcore bands out there that they have that kind of trying to think of the right word for it kind of like prison yard type of sound yeah. like tough guy shit but like your voice on earth mover is very distinctive so it makes sense that you had to be pissed off to get that out of you oh you can definitely feel the red line on the fucking albums as you put it right right i don't know it's, it's i never took you know i never listened to anybody else and was like i'm gonna sing like that Right. right. I it just I've never been able to do that. I don't know if other people can. I, I can't. I just, uh, you know, I just went out there and did it, you know, found something that really moved me vocally or lyrically and then just sent it, you know, and how it came out is how it came out. You know, with a lot of my later bands, I would uh, sing it more cleanly, uh, not yeah, so much yeah. really redlining it, you know, like the, the band I did with uh, Andy Demps who was an earth mover we did uh like a more of like a japanese thrash um more melodic really rock and roll hardcore band that if you can even put it that way more motorhead style i guess for people is that that uh, like um night um nightbringer nightbringer yeah and yeah and it was it was really good to play in that because we had some you know my vocal pattern parts were uh, some of them were heavy and they're really heavy but then some of them were really more rock and roll oriented type stuff. And it was, that was super fun to do. And the variance that I was able to get out of my voice with that stuff, it was, uh, it was, it was a challenge, you know, but it was super cool. I'm going to have to go back awesome. and listen to that. I don't know. Yeah, that stuff's great, I man. Listen to it, to be honest with you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody told me, uh, well, actually Nate Stickney said that you used to spin vinyl and you were the first person to expose them to, uh, like electronic music, and apparently you'd take uh, you him, know, take him to raves, and he wants to uh, wants to know how was that crossover. You know, it wasn't. You know, I think it was just the underground things. You know, at Detroit in the ninety eight, ninety nine, 
you know, it was, it just kind of fell into it, like spin a vinyl. I don't know if I go that far. You know, I had a turntable, listen to records on it, but nowhere would I ever say that I did anything uh, to the max effect like that. I think the allure of that, just of the underground scene, you know, like I loved hardcore and I loved the, you know, just the allure of it not being the mainstream, right? Right. So then other people took me to like these underground dark parties where it was uh, super hard and tense fucking beats. And, you know, I loved hip hop, especially underground hip hop. And then that kind of crossed over with hardcore. And, you know, I just you know, kind of fell into it. And I got to see some amazing uh, artists, dude. It was, uh, and at that time in Detroit, it was fucking dark, you know? Yeah. Um, it was, you know, a lot of people think it was all that all happy, go-go fucking raver bullshit, but it was fucking dark, dude. And I remember one of the, it's still my friend to this day. I was at a party and I look over and there's a dude wearing a fucking earth mover sweatshirt with a backpack on it. And I'm like, what the, f-? I was like, am I seeing this correctly? <laughs> like, I thought I was the only person here from the hardcore scene. And then I start meeting people and it's all these fucking hardcore. Like, you motherfuckers been hiding here and, the whole time. <laughs> right. And all these metal kids. And I'm like, dude, like, this is, and it, it was the same thing. It was like, yeah, you know, I, they loved hard music. And uh, there was that giant misconception that it was, you know, just a bunch of fucking bullshit. And I don't know what it is now. Like, I haven't even been a part of that or even known about that in 20 years. Um, well, but, you know, it, I still, I. Was it still like crazy? Uh, like, at a really hardcore? heavy electronic music. No, I, mean, I would say, you know, it was, it was a, you know, in the 90s, late 90s, especially Detroit hardcore, it's a fucking violent scene, dude, you know? Yeah. And now it is, a, it is a figment of that. I don't even think that exists anymore. Oh, I, was, I don't know. I totally you know, know um, dude. I totally, uh, it's you know, gotten like, it, way easier to dance. I mean, even, like, we'll go to 2010. Like that shit was like tight. Sure. Like you, you know what I mean? It was like a very old school style fucking pit. Like, and now you have so much room. Like, I mean, I don't, you know, I like when people are like packed in that motherfucker, you know? And, uh, absolutely. Know, it's like, yeah, you're going to get hit. Like, get the fuck like in. You, get the fuck in. Well, I feel like if you're all packed together, you're less likely to get caught with like a, a wound up fucking fist right. or kick because exactly. you don't have the room to be it's able to line like, that up. I know. Yeah, you're almost protected by each other. Exactly. <laughs> like you got somebody else's shoulders and elbows protecting your face, whereas like you got all this room now. You got some guy doing like spinning backflips and you catch one of those. Like he had a lot of room to wind that backflip up or the kick or the fist or whatever he's throwing. And there's a lot more chicks dancing now too. Absolutely. People throwing haymakers and fucking spin kicks and all that crazy yeah, I fucking shit. love it. Like, I sometimes, uh, I do, I love it, man. I was at that 2010 show, I was looking out, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, these kids are fucking murdering each other. That's great. I loved it. I, that was, that was you know, and that was the original lure that got me into it, right? I, yeah. I love that aspect. And I, I just hope that that will be brought out again on December 30th. And I, I think it will, oh, you know, I'm with sure respect for everyone that gives each other, you know, I still love that, um, 
you know, that angst and that fury. So hopefully uh, everybody brings it that night. I would be surprised if they did not, to be honest I think it's like as you get older, you get more and you don't get as many chances to release it. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, sure. You're not going to a uh, show. You know, I, I absolutely. Or you just got to be safe. Like, right. Somebody was like, oh, why don't you dance anymore? I was like, man, I'm fucking 49 years old. Not saying that I'm not in the shape to do, but, you know, I got a job and shit. I can't be showing up with a blank fucking eye. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I got to take my daughter, you know, and do all these fucking daughter functions. And, you know, she's already thinks I'm nuts enough. I, I can't be uh, <laughs> uh, coming out doing crazy shit. Yeah. When, uh, when I came home, from um the uh cold life reunion show and i had a broken nose and uh it's it pretty crooked and and um my uh my old lady's like my kid's looking at me all fucked up and she's i told you he fucking used to do this shit you know i was like all smiling because i i love that shit i mean like as fucked up as that sounds i mean that fucking yeah. i didn't see the hit coming but when i woke up i was like yeah you know and then they wouldn't let me finish the show i had to go to the hospital well, who wouldn't let you finish the show? <laughs> you know? Actually, judging by the video, when you woke up, it looked like you had no idea what the fuck no, was I going didn't. on. No, I didn't. I didn't know what was going on for about five seconds. It was the That's first time great. I've ever been knocked out, and it was fucking weird. That's wild. But well, well, hopefully you don't have any cognitive impairment since then. Oh, no, I'm good. I think. There you go. I hope you're able awesome. to make it through the whole <laughs> Christmas show. Oh, I will. I'm hiding now. I'm yeah. going to go to my old man section. Don't and take any sidesteps <laughs> into the... <laughs> and the thing is, too, in that particular instance, all I wanted was just for Death Threat, dude. I was like, I'm going to sing a couple songs up here. I'm going to fucking scream some shit, and then I'm going to go back to where I was. Nope. Anyway. Yeah, you just, it, what, what did Tyson say? You know, everybody's plan goes out right after you get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Every good plan dies after you get punched in the face, something like that. So, Poison Tongues is playing Black Christmas too, then, aren't they? And I would, you're not singing for them anymore, are you? Actually, I'm not, but I am doing two songs with them that night. Fucking A. Okay. Um, that, yeah, yeah, that'll be the first time um, that I've played with them and shit four years four or five years yeah so we're gonna set it off uh do a couple of shows with them i think they're playing down in the uh magic stick uh bar area mm-hmm. they're gonna have a stage set up I, I don't quote me on that but i'm i'm fairly certain that's where they're gonna play so it should be good man it should be real good yeah it so seems like a, a lot of shows that, that i've been to there they'll alternate like they'll use the bigger stage for one band and the smaller stage for another and they use the in between for like setup times gotcha. so one band can set up while the other one's tearing down or whatever or i mean playing and it, it works yeah pretty I, smooth. it does absolutely um i think the they're actually playing uh right you know when you and i may be wrong but uh right when you walk in the door to the magic stick in front of the bar right there I yeah. think they may be playing on the first floor right there, so that could be uh, that could be pretty sick if, if that does happen like that. Yeah, it's a little bit of a smaller stage, but it's still like I've seen Coffin Cats there. I've seen tons of bands play that stage, and like I've seen it packed, packed, like, and it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. That that'll be good. That'll be real good. After this show, then musically, is that is that pretty much it for you, or? Um... I don't know, you know, it, it kind of, I'll be honest goes. with you, um, it, it kind of sparked, uh, you know, a little bit interest in it again. Um, yeah. There has been talk 
uh, amongst, you know, a uh, few of us, you know, me and Aaron in the band that, you know, we may do uh, a few more shows after this coming up. So, yeah, it's, I, you know, never say never, right? Right. Yeah, practicing with these guys and getting the fury for it again and, you know, just thinking about starting to write stuff. Who knows? You know, it's uh, a lot of weird shit has happened in the last five years, man. This might, you know, something, who knows, something may come of it, something may not. We'll see. But uh, the, the future looks pretty cool. Yeah, it would be cool to see you do more shows. I mean, even if they're just few and far between, just like me, I'm one or two a year, just to have Earth Mover out playing again would be, to a lot of people I know, would be very excited about it. Yeah, that 90s sound is like back. And yeah, I, I think that if yeah. Earth Mover went out, you guys would do like real fucking good. I have, uh, there's there's been a lot of bands that I'm seeing surfacing lately that uh, I haven't seen forever. Or oh, even yeah. talking like uh, the one of the dudes from Grimlock, I, I saw him on the Earth Mover page, and uh, I fucking loved that band. Oh yeah, and dude! I had to reach out to him and just say, "Oh, I think I dude, I dropped like a Probert comment." With yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Probert's king. Probert's king. <laughs> yeah, Probert's king. Stuff like that. We went back for a fucking quick minute, but we played with those guys. I think we played Massachusetts with them back in like ninety six, ninety seven. Is that dude's arms like really as big as they look in the fucking CD or whatever? <laughs> I think they fucking were, dude. I remember that you see how, dude. Like they're fucking huge, dude. Yeah, I remember that guy put. I, I think this was him. He he pulled his t-shirt over his fucking head and stuck his mic in his mouth and bent over backwards like a fucking question mark while he was singing. I, I'm almost. Positive that was, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, that dude dude was a savage, man. It was was good shit. And that was one of the the angriest hardcore bands out of the 90s for sure. The the line where all those dicks that slithered slithered into you worth it? You think I can forgive? Oh my god, dude. That's so (laughs) fucking sick. Absolutely. No, it's so good. You know, it's. There's a lot of a lot of bands that are surfacing again that I'm starting to listen to again that I I haven't listened to in fucking years. So it's it's pretty cool. Fuck yeah. Are there any of the the newer hardcore bands in the scene that you've been listening to? Oh boy, that's a great question, man. You know what? I'm a fucking nerd. Um, I I do I, I you know shameless plug. Um, you know I I've been really into the poison stuff, poison tongue stuff. The uh, you know, their their stuff's just killing it lately. You know, I, I do like the the new hardcore hip hop stuff, Illmatic. That stuff's doing really good. That band Doubt It, they're fucking Doubt it's setting sick. it off. Yeah, um, yeah, they're fucking great. You know, I, I don't go to many shows, man. I live far outside the city and uh you know, I get out when I can, but uh I went to uh I went to a Doubt It show a while ago and I was fucking blown away. It's like, God damn, these dudes are good. Like really, really good. So they they really piqued my interest. And I gotta say, probably the best band, uh, my most favorite band, Spirit World Man. Those guys are just probably the best stuff that I've heard in a long, long time. Yeah, all those bands are great. We interviewed Illmatic a while back. Now they were it was like last year sometime. But Bill from the band is a friend of mine. And oh, I'm, nice. I met him like when they were doing Gutter Ghouls years ago. 
And I was actually just at that show that they did with Coffin Cats on uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Nice, nice. Yeah, Joe, uh, the singer Joe, Jay, whatever you call him, he's probably my best friend, man. So, um, you know, it's not, you know, he's like, oh, check this out. And I, you know, that band just great, great, great band. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. And Joe's been in a they are ton a of great bands too, like with the Alliance and Hyde and all that stuff. Well, you know, you know. Uh, so I don't think he'll mind me saying. You guys know the new news, right? I don't know until you so tell me. Joe is now. Yeah, well, I, I guess I'll spill it now for everyone. Uh, he is now the singer of Downset. No oh, shit, so, really? Yeah. Wow. So they're going to be Downset's back. Holy fuck! Um, man. You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say this. I've heard the I've heard some fucking tracks, and um, you know, Downset's always been cool. Yeah. No doubt. 90s fucking staple, but with Joe's voice, dude, nine, Don said is fucking great now. That's awesome. Like, uh, with everything that's going on with it and the production value and the knowledge that the original members of Downset, member of Downset, is bringing with this, um, coupled with Jay's voice, it's, um, you guys are in for a treat, man. It's gonna be some, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So I know they're gonna be starting to tour here in the new year. I know they're starting to they're gonna be doing some festivals and stuff. So um right keep an I eye think out for it. So he it's, was it's gonna be savage. I think he talked about Downset when we were interviewing him, like that was a band that they were compared to, that Illmatic was compared to. And um he definitely has the voice and the style for it. Like his yeah, sound complements that very sick. well. Yeah, you know, and the old singer John said he did a good job, man, but I think that, you know, Jay has that raspy fucking hip-hop, hardcore voice, and I yeah. think it's just going to fit in there like a fucking glove. Man. Yeah, it's going to be great. It makes total sense that he would be in there, because with, with Illmatic, with Suicide Kings, with all that stuff, like, he, he's the right man for the job. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so with going forward, like with earth mover kind of coming back into the scene a little bit, do you have any, since the old stuff is so hard to obtain, do you have any plans to repress any of the albums moving forward? Or is that kind of, up you know, um, up until now, I, I'll be honest with you. Absolutely not. I never even thought about it. And then somebody just hit me up the other day and we're like, you know, what would you think about me repressing this stuff? And you know, that that's a conversation to have with, you know, um, the members of the band that we haven't even had that conversation yet, but I wouldn't say it's off the table. Um, you know, if, if it's out there and people want to listen to it and it's so hard to obtain with the old stuff, um, I would have no issue, you know, doing something like that again and re-releasing it. I think that actually would be pretty cool. I think it would be awesome. Because uh, there's been a ton of bands lately, like Dogs of War put out Undisputed, um, Cold as Life's catalog has been being repressed, and like it's been huge. Like people have been buying the shit out of it. So like I don't see any reason why Earth Mover wouldn't be the same. I know. Yeah, I mean you're right. It, it's just I think it just took this happen, you know, this happening to kind of you know kick me in the ass and be like, you know, maybe this is a viable thing that we should. Uh, you know, breathe some life into again. Yeah. So yeah, we will. Uh, we'll see. I mean, even hoodies Definitely. and merch and stuff too, because all that stuff's hard to obtain. And anytime you see a vinyl copy of Death Carved in Every Word, it's like somewhere in Japan or Germany. 
and <laughs> I, got, I got my copy at the 2010 show. Yeah, I don't have. I have a CD copy, but that's about it. And my themes from Everyday Life yeah. CD I got from a dude I worked with at Big Boy when I was like 16. And that's the only time wow. I've seen that copy. Yeah, I've never seen it until Except you, I you got yeah, it. Damn, I, have, yeah. I didn't have a copy of that. I mean, Fuck, it's, I it's like that hard I, I got to find. the 10 inch. That's it. Oh, it was, I'll, I'll trade you. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll have what? It I'll, was done on a ten inch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Clear I and brown. I, I've been trying was, to get yeah. one for a while. I was gonna say we can trade for a little while if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're gonna have shit tons of new merch at the show. Uh, to be honest with you, I got to put in that order today. I'm being a fucking slacker, but, but uh, yeah, we have. We're gonna have uh, you know winter cap. Uh, the windbreakers again, sweatshirts, two or three different style of t-shirts. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have everything that night. So it should be cool. Daddy needs a new windbreaker. <laughs> I love windbreakers, man. <laughs> I have so many. I don't know if I'll be able to make it down on the 29th or not. It just kind of depends on the weather. But I have friends that are 30th. for sure going. Oh, is it the 30th? 30th. Okay. Band will going, dude. But I'll be... Uh, one way or another, I'll be picking up merch. Whether I'm there, I gotta send somebody with cash. Well, you know what? If uh, you just let me know because I'm gonna be coming back up to Kalkaska here in about a few weeks. And, okay. Uh, if if you want me to, I can probably make a pit stop in Alpino. Okay. Right arm. That would be dope. Yeah, I'm t- uh, me, Dave. Trying to think. There's like at least I think six six of us going in a van. Oh yeah, and my old. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So there's oh, a few people. That. Oh yeah, that's good to see that Northern Michigan sending a crew down. There's all there's a couple of us still lingering, lingering around. around yeah. yeah. Speaking it's of up. Northern Michigan, yeah. you guys played here like way back in the day. Points and Tongues did, yeah. That was great. I still remember that night. That was a great night. That was an awesome night. I got a fucking ticket in Alpena that night. <laughs> oh, is that when you? It was that. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that you stayed at Dave's. And you were like, I'm never yeah. staying fucking Dave's house again or whatever, because it's like Dude. before he put it together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, offline, I'll tell you some stories about that night. Okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 was a, that was a good night. I, I, have, a, I have a story I want to also tell you, but I can't tell it online either or on air. <laughs> yeah, I can, Roger only, that. I can only imagine Dave's house. I've spent some nights at Dave's house without like a party being there and it's it, there's never like a calm night at Dave's well, house. Well, now that Maybe he's, now yeah, that he's yeah, married, he's married stuff, it's like you just stay in the garage. Yeah. And that's what you <laughs> he's do. He's banished to the garage. His wife's like, no, you're not coming to that. <laughs> it's, it's actually a lot of fun over there, man. Like there'll be like a UFC fight on, there'll be a football game on, there'll be two people playing like a football Nintendo game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So That's like, hilarious. It's like the place to, you know, hang out if you, like, don't go to bars when we don't. Sure, sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I yeah, I keep on, you know, I talked to Dave le- last year, and, you know, I come up. I'm up north all the time in the summer and the fall. So, and we've been talking about going fishing, but it never comes to fruition. Hopefully it'll happen this year. Hell yeah, man. Come up here anytime, dude. Fucking hang out. Absolutely. Where did you guys play when you did play here? Because I was... Depending yeah, on Earth when Mover, it was. As Earth Mover, wasn't it like 98? Uh, Earth Mover never played there. I don't believe we ever did. Did we? That's that a long time I ago, was, dude. I was fucking I eight years old in so 98. I was so. just talking to somebody, and they said they had a tape of you playing 
at a hall. Was it Presqu'ille Hall or was Ooh. it like VFW? Hall? I don't know. No, it would have been. This was back in the day. It would have been like at Wilson Township or some oh, shit like that. Okay. Because I just digitized sure, a bunch of old shows. Yeah, I'm not sure. With like a Path Me and an old Walls of Jericho show, I just like digitized and then I sent them to uh, Stickney to check out because his bands are on them too. Huh. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't even know, man. Yeah. To be, I know Poison Tongues played at Alpino, uh, you know, within the last six, seven years. That's but when, uh, yeah, that's I, when, like, I met you there or whatever it was, you know. Okay. Hey, how you doing or whatever. Was that at the attic? Yeah, at the attic. That's what I thought. Yeah. That did not last long. I think you were you were looking for Justin Bird. I remember you were asking for where Justin Bird was around, and I don't know why he wasn't there that night. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I whatever whatever. I hope he's doing well. Whatever happened to that guy? He's around. I just talked to him a couple of days ago, actually. Um, nice, good. He just like wrote a book and some. Yeah, other he stuff. wrote a couple books. What? Yeah, dude. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I can't remember what the name of the book was. Yeah, well, <laughs> we there's got, two of them. We have a copy of it sitting Wait, up is front. It like fiction, nonfiction. The it one is um, what is it? Of the ethers of the ethos, it's like quotes and stuff, like a whole book of quotes. And then the other one is like like a spirituality and like things like that. Wow, good on him, man. That's amazing to hear. That's that's super good. That that, that fires me up. Fucking a. Good on him. He might but he was this. the one who said know. he had the tape. If if Earthmover did ever play here, I was in '98. I'm only 32, so like I'm a lot younger okay. than even Jeremy. Sure, sure. So I would have been like eight years old, nine, seven years old, somewhere around there. But right. The Poison Tongue show I remember at the attic, because uh, my friend that owns the tattoo shop that was underneath that, he was the guy that was putting on the shows. Okay. Yeah, it was a great show. That was a cool show that night. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that venue did not last very long because, like, people, there was no bar there, but people were always bringing booze. And then, like, okay, there were some nights that I wasn't able to make it because I have a kid uh, who's 13 now. And at the time, he was pretty young, so I was typically, like, at home on the weekends with him and stuff, so I wasn't always able to make it out. But the times that I did, like, it was just a, there were nights that went fine, and then there were nights that was, like, a complete shit show where, like, somebody got way too drunk and said this or that, and then, like, you know the rest. Like, it just goes downhill from there. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that that's common, commonplace among shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen it happen time and time again. Yeah. But And, like, especially, yeah. like, for <laughs> for people who don't drink, because, I'm, I, like, I'm not a big drinker whatsoever, so... We were just talking about this to somebody else, actually, where, like, you get around people who are drinking, and they're like, why is that guy not fucking drinking? Like, what, what's wrong with him? Like, does he think he's better than us? Or, like, they get, like, this idea in their head, and, like, I'm like, ah, dude, I'm just here to enjoy the show. Like, Sure, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, it's in a small group environment. If, you know, I if you're drinking and, and you're around people drinking, it's great. But if you're not drinking and you're around people that are drinking – it's uh it can get real annoying real quick oh, yeah, nothing against sure. it no, you know no, trust I, me i've been on both sides many times yeah but uh you know man there's nothing worse than being around hammered people and you're stone cold sober yeah because like, you don't uh, have like the <laughs> there's a level of patience that you have to have and somewhere along the lines it goes out the window where you're like 
Jesus Christ, you guys are like back in junior high again. Like I gotta get the oh, hell out yeah. of here. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm already stricken with short patience, dude. So yeah, I'm the same um, way. That I, I, I should just probably stay home. That's, that's typic- what I do. Typically, why I do stay at home because I'm like it's better to just not start a conflict where there shouldn't be one, and uh, you know I'll just I'll just enjoy it from the sidelines a lot of times. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, um, before I know you're driving and stuff, so like we don't want to keep you forever yeah. here. But no, uh, it's all good, man. I'm I've, I pulled over to give you my undivided attention a while ago, so we're oh, good to go. Cool. One question that like we do always ask people like towards sure. the end of things is uh, like you're typically playing in hardcore bands, kind of metal bands, and uh, we know about you like angry heavy bass. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With like the rave music uh-huh. and stuff. So, like, what is something that yeah. you listen to that people would not expect you to listen to? You know, I am a huge Stevie Nicks fan, dude. Awesome. <laughs> my wife and I just went and saw her. Uh, I love fucking, uh, you know, 70s uh, classic rock, um, fucking Eagle. Oh, you fit like in that. right at this record shop. Dude, I, I love that <laughs> yeah. stuff, man. And, uh, you yeah, know, I just, I both my wife and I, we just went to TV next. Probably the best concert I ever saw in my life uh, of that genre. Uh, How I was she? Stuff, and I'm a, like, oh, Stevie? Not her voice so much, she's but like fucking, how she look and shit. All right, she's fucking clean, dude. That's that nuts. that lady is, uh, she in her own right is a fucking savage. She could, unbelievable. Just that's all I can say. The show is unbelievable. Um, I'm also I'm a huge country guy, dude. I love outlaw country, um, and even a lot of the new stuff coming out now, like you know, Tudor Jennings and you know the sons of the old. You know, outlaw pioneers. Like Hank cool. 3, like Hank and Shooter uh, and those guys. Yeah, I love that stuff, what, man. He's Waylon um, Jennings' so. son, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's got yeah, to be because Shooter Jennings. Yep. Yeah, Hank 3 is a fucking You know, and blast. I think there's a lot of crossover. Oh, definitely. Oh, dude, he's awesome. Yeah, he talk about crossover. Um, And, I, and you know, it's funny. It's like, I, you know, I was listening to an interview with Hank the Third a while back, and just some of the stuff he was saying, you know that dude listens to fucking hardcore or oh, yeah, music sure. of that genre, you know? Yep. It, it was, I can't remember what the quote was, what he said, but it was a direct correlation between, you know, the hardcore scene and, you know, what he does. And I think a lot of it, oh, you know, it's funny, uh, along the same lines, a while back, I was, I think it was Be Real from Cypress Hill. I was listening to him on. I think it was, he was on Rogan and okay. fucking, uh, he was talking, they were talking about, you know, where he got his influence from. He was like, I'm a fucking metalhead, dude. Like, he straight up came out saying, he's like, I rip off a lot of the stuff that I do from fucking metal albums. I don't oh. know if you use the word rip off, but you know, he just, or like, I get a lot of my influences and stuff like that. He was like, look at the, look at the cover of Cypress Hill. They look like, you know, yeah, they look like, like metal, metal covers. Yeah. You know, so I think a lot of that goes on. You know, I think that pigeonholing people to like one style of music that that's so out the fucking window now. You know, there's no, you know, there may be people that just are like, oh, you know, I, you know, I only listen to hardcore, but I couldn't even imagine my really, music yeah, collection with nothing but hardcore. Today, yeah. You know, that'd be fucking boring, dude. Oh, definitely. You know, I was listening to a couple. 
I was listening to a couple of your guys' podcasts, and I know you like interview people that like in the synth pop scene and stuff like that from Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that music's fucking great. Even now, like I love um, you know old stuff like fucking Portishead, Massive Attack, shit like that. Old crip pop stuff from England. That stuff's great. I still listen to that all the time. And it's you know there's a darkness that you can find in that music. There's the same darkness you can find in hardcore. It's just a different beat. Yeah. Uh, somebody else said that about like oh maybe it was like Mike Score. He said that in the interview where he was like. It's just still, you're still drawn to, like, the darkness of it. I mean, just talking about, like, the Smiths or Joy Division, you know, which are bands I love, you know. Cause it, Absolutely. It, it is Absolutely. A, definitely, yeah, yeah, it's a darkness, but it's, like, kind of a different kind of darkness, yeah. if that makes sense, but... Yeah, it is. It, it, a, a different shade, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's why we like to ask, because... You never know. Some people are, like, just really cut and dry where they're like, nope, I like this, that's it. And, uh, you know, this is what it is. But there's, for the most part, like, people are kind of all over the place. So I like to hear what people, aside from the genre of music that they're most associated with, like, what else they're into. And, uh, like, some people have had some really surprising answers. Like, Dwid from Integrity was pretty surprising with his long list of stuff. And, like, uh, I can't, you know, going back, it's hard to remember what everybody said specifically, but there's been some that I was like, holy shit, I never would have expected that. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it's a breath of fresh air, you know. It's, I, I love to be fucking surprised, man, you know, and I love to be proven wrong. So when either of those things happen, I'm like, ah, damn, that's pretty fucking cool, dude. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, I, I listened to your Dwight interview. And that was that was uh, that was great. That was awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you. you. That was a really good interview. Yeah, we tried to. I mean, to in like our eyes, Integrity has been covered like front to back. I mean, they've been a band for thirty plus years, so it was like, well, let's try to get into some of his other stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. No, I love Integrity. Great, great band. It just reminded me, I was uh, I was living in upstate New York. And I went to this little ass fucking town. It was, there was probably 10 kids there in a basement. And I fucking saw Integrity with American Werewolf. I think it was like 2004, 2005. One of the best shows I ever saw. There's like 20 people there. It was fucking great. That is gnarly. So, yeah, because he would have, probably Dom would have been in the band around that time, maybe. No, I don't know. Dom was not in the band. I know Dom. No, he wasn't in the band. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, I may have the date or the yes. it had to have been because I was I was in service in upstate New York. So and I I went alone to the show and it was it had to have been two thousand between two thousand two and two thousand six. Oh, uh, okay. That's when I was there. Yeah, I uh, integrity to the shit, man. Human furnace. <laughs> I know that. Who oh, the fuck good. were we? I think it's the yeah, the vocal somebody, test song. Somebody so just funny. said that the other day where we were talking to. Oh, uh, the Happy furnace? Casualties band. They oh, call them the Human Furnace. But yeah, we try to mix up our interviews so just so we don't get like lumped into a hardcore only podcast because um, being right. at the record store, like we we're fans of everything. Yeah. Like we kind of go on little tangents where I might be in like a jazz mood or um, a hip hop mood, a black metal mood, synth pop. Like it, it goes all over the place, like pretty much everything except polka and mariachi music. And 
you can find me something that's in there. I'll listen to it if it's good, but I haven't heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't cut out fucking polka, man. There might be some out there you never heard yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Twist like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, you never know because I'm not going to say that there isn't, but it's not like I've tried to look. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I don't think anybody's really tried to look except for our grandparents. Or my grandparents, I do. Or like Weird Al or something. Oh, my maybe. old 80s Polish man, I know all about this sort of thing. <laughs> it's not that cool. Dude, my, yeah. I just, accordion's a hard instrument to listen to for me. Like, I, it's just such I don't a know, man. conflicting sound to hear. Like, I mean, I guess like the goddamn gallows do it, and like they do they it do well, but they incorporate other stuff with it. But it's accordions a hard. It's like xylophone. Like it, it needs, it, it needs it to be is. done it's very gracefully. Man. Yeah, gracefully. Satan's it, squeeze it, box. Absolutely. <laughs> so you said it's kind of like a. You know, I love violins, but you know, I love listening to violin. I love hearing a good violin. But man, learning the violin and having to sit through somebody going through that. Oh, that's man. gotta be painful oh yeah yeah for sure until you can actually find like the, sound the right way to make a sound and even hold a note correctly like the screeching oh, yeah. that you would have to go through oh, yeah. i couldn't imagine being like a band parent that's like oh shit my kid picked up violin fuck i'd give him a pick <laughs> dude and make him hold it like right, a guitar right. like, it was just a little bass dude yeah start, absolutely turn absolutely. it into a mandolin instead i have a question what uh or can i guess at what songs you might be playing with poison tongues uh yeah i'll just say it i think we're doing uh we're doing lions and we're doing keep your head down okay okay yep. i like those are good that, that's what i was told on last on last because uh, they said what do you want to do and i said i don't care i was like you guys are in the band you guys give feed me the orders and i'll remember them and learn them and we'll go from there and that's what they came up with and uh right on yeah went from there I love when you're watching a band and they bring out the guest who was either did a song with the band or was in the band previously. Like the the reception that you get from that from the crowd yeah. is always fucking awesome. Yeah, when well, the... let's hope I don't drop the fucking ball that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Just right? ease into it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, is there any uh, any other plugs or anything you want to get out? Um, you know, I just, uh, you know, the main one is December 30th. You know, I hope everybody's there. You know, it, it's looking like I'm going to start see people that I haven't seen in 20 years. And, uh, you know, I, I hope everybody brings a real positive attitude, brings their fucking A game and, uh, you know, gets their cardio before the show so we can make this one, uh, you know, this night go down to very hardcore history as, uh, as one of the fucking, one of the rippers of the fucking decade or whatever you want to call it. Um, well, ripper I'm really excited. Is it definitely a good way to close out and bring in the new year? Fucking right. You know, I was Absolutely. thinking about that too. It's going to be like, I'm not, obviously we're not straight edge kids, but it's 24. It's going to be a good year for fucking straight edge merch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. They're going to put, tw cause I remember talking about that like a long time ago. I was like, dude, 20, 20, they're going to have fucking the coolest shit out that year. Anyway. Oh, you know what? Coming to mind. Uh, I do got a shameless plug to throw out. Um, do it. You know, uh, a couple of my homies band, Vigilante, new oh, hardcore band that just that came band, out. Dude. They're, They're fucking sick. crushing it. So everybody go out, listen to Vigilante. Um, they're going to, you know, they're they're doing real good stuff. 
Yeah, that so, band's uh, dope. I just heard them like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know, I you know actually I just uh, my uh, real good friend of mine plays bass in them, and then one of my best friends, John, he plays guitar for him. And uh, I was at John. I stole one of your fucking CDs from uh, from Andrew, so don't be pissed at me. <laughs> He's like you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he's absolutely saying that right now. You'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, there's a like we were saying earlier, man. There is a lot of talent in Detroit right now, as far as like bands go, hardcore bands, metal bands, whatever you want to say. I mean, I think it's fucking awesome right now. I mean, they're kind of always uh, yeah, has I think been, but yeah, absolutely, sure. absolutely. Like, right uh, now, like Neverending um, Game, D Black, yeah. fucking Doubt It, like everything we mentioned. It did seem like it was kind of dormant for a little bit yeah. there, and then like. After the pandemic and everything, it was like everybody was starved for it, yeah. so it came back like full force. With and I'm so fucking happy for it. There's a there's a tidal wave, an absolute tidal wave of talent coming out of Detroit right now. Fucking right. Um, you know, from Never Ending Game to fucking you know Illmatic to Poison Tongues and D Block and Doubt It and all these bands that are just fucking crushing it. You know, when have you seen such a positive influence coming out of Detroit in the last? You know, twenty years. You, know? yeah. you well, get like, sprinklings here, you know, which are awesome, like Annie Up, and you know all, all those bands. I know now it's 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 truly it's a fucking tidal tidal wave of talent coming out of Detroit, and it, it's a beautiful thing. I love that it's positive because I remember going down to shows when, um, like, the Courage Crew was around, and like, you know, I mean, it was fucking tough, man, and you had to like, I mean. There was that, I don't know, that in the air, that tension in the air. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when I went to the um, the last show at Absolutely. Um, the Russell, yeah. it, was, it was totally gone, dude. It was just nothing. Like, it it was, you could feel it. You know what I mean? It's because weed's legal now and everybody yeah, was, I mean, yeah, it was just, yeah, But it was, you know, there was no, I didn't see any fights. I didn't but you know what, see any those, fuck yous, I, none of that. You know, it's, uh, it's those memories that make those times that were memorable. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the fucking C2IC days and the Curd Crew days and, you know, all the negative shit that, that possibly happened in the scene. You know, that was a part of the fucking scene, man. Oh, and that for was sure. a part, whether we liked it or not, that was, that was the part, you, you know, that stuff built it. That stuff was, gave stuff a legend, right? You yeah. know, the, the people and the, some of the things that happened and some of the, some of the crazy things that went on and some of the characters that were a part of it. You wouldn't have Detroit hardcore if you didn't have that fucking insanity. So it's uh, it all builds, but I think now everybody's here to help one another, and it seems like it's a really good thing. You know, I, I think that it'd be really nice to see uh, you know some of the new and up and upcoming bands really have more of a chance to go. That's one thing I'd like to see, but you know, it's uh, hopefully that stuff comes around a little bit. But after that. You know, it's, uh, I think the scene's doing pretty goddamn good. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So one more thing I did want to ask, just out of curiosity, like since you were around for all of the, like the early day craziness, do you have any like wild show stories in particular from back then, like with Cold as Life or anything like that? You know, it's not, it was at a cold as, was it at a cold as life show? You know, the only one that I have to think of right now, um, I think it was at a cold as life show. It was cold as life, Cromag show. I don't know. I, but just 
I went to a, there's this old venue called the Falcon Club. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It I've was in Hamtramck and was, they I've did shows a long, long time ago. And, you know, I was, dude, this was 394, something like that. It was a long time ago. <laughs> like eight years and ago. I walk up and there's this, there, there's this big impending dude sitting at the door. And I walk up and I'm just by my lonesome. And he's like, hey, man, you know who Harley Flanagan is? <laughs> and I'm like, um, yeah, the dude from the Cro-Mag? He's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And I'm like, oh, really? I was like, that's pretty cool. And he's sitting there. He pulls out a fucking knife that's like two feet long. I'm like, roger that. Like, good to know, man. And then he goes on a diatribe how he's going to dismantle Harley. And I'm like, I fucking love Harley, dude. Best Wick is one of the best Cro-Mag albums ever. Um, That's just one story. There's a million of them. If you would have given me this question... To rehearse before I probably could have thought one up and on the spot now. No, I it, knew it, there it, I knew there me. would be a ton, but I was like, well, maybe there's one that just comes to mind right away that is uh stands above the rest or something that was kind of wild and that is fucking wild. Yeah, um yeah man, let me let me let me dig back in my in my uh a lot of yeah, people dude. wanted to kill uh, Harley at one time though for one reason or another it seems like <laughs> probably yeah you know like, the guy never did nothing to me and Oh, yeah, but yeah, I I, I have heard that one hundred percent. Funny, he's been playing shows since he was like fucking ten or something. That like, pic- there is a picture with him and Joe Strummer. Yeah, that shit's tight, dude. I uh, that's fucking cool. He was at like Max's Kansas City and <laughs> yes. shit, like as a, like a super like my kid's age, yeah. and I'm like, fuck, dude, I couldn't imagine my kid. Being oh there. yeah, I know, right? I I I I think I a long time ago I read a portion of his like somebody did an autobiography or biography on him and like his mom was a hippie and like just to, his whole story is super interesting now he's like a fucking high-ranking black belt in jiu-jitsu and yeah. um yeah he's just a super interesting guy and you know you hate him or don't hate him whatever but people like that that make the stories it's people like it's that true. that give us something to talk about that created the fucking scene and that have that you know I don't know what the word infamous or famous infamous, but yeah. they, they're the ones who that all the stories are built off of, you know, when, when we go, who the fuck's going to talk about us, man. You know, you need to be Harley Flanagan wanting people to fucking stab you and doing wild shit. That's probably why he's, pretty a, high there. why he's a black story. belt now. He's like, people are trying what? to kill me. It's probably <laughs> yeah. why he's a black belt now. Like, p- fucking enough people were trying to screw with him. So he's like, probably. Come at me, dude. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, there was a, I remember, well, I can't remember what his, like, way, or was it the stimulators or something like that? That his, like, yeah. super early yep. band? Yep. Is it the stimulator? Yep. Did I have it right? Wow, I fucking dug that out. But, uh, yeah, I remember seeing it in, uh, like, a Max's Kansas City documentary, and I'm like, is that fucking Harley Flanagan? And then, like, it goes to it, like, the next screen or whatever, and, like, he's being interviewed, and I'm like, holy shit, that is him. Yeah, it's so weird, dude. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of like Absolutely. seeing that, like, Freddie Madball old, old where he's, like, a little kid and seeing those old pictures. Can you imagine, dude, being brought up yeah, like, with that? influence around you like Roger Moret and yeah. Vinny Stigma and all those dudes from fucking iconic oh I you know I don't have a I don't have a, a Detroit hardcore story but I got a pretty cool hardcore story I can share with you. Yeah, Let's go ahead. do it. 
if it's um so about dude this was probably 1992 91 something like that i uh me and a couple buddies just off the whim were like let's drive to fucking new york city so we get in the car we drive to new york city and we didn't have fucking shit we didn't have a dollar to our name I, I don't know how we came up with this grandiose idea, but we drive to New York City and we go there and it's New Year's Eve on Manhattan. Somebody breaks into our fucking car and steals everything we have. Um, steals our wallet, well, not our wallet, but any spare money we had in there and our backpacks and all that. We didn't have fit. We didn't have enough money to buy a hotel room or anything like that. And at that, that time, I was super into like uh, shelter. And oh, like, okay. you know, Ray Kappa's project Shelter, that was the, that super hard Christian, or that Christian hardcore band. Yeah, and I was like, well, fuck, you know, um, I looked at one of the dudes and I'm like, well, we ain't got no money for food. And one of, one of us wired a family member to, to try and get us some money, Western Union. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, let's go to the Christian. It was like a Sunday, right? Uh-huh. Or Saturday, whatever. I was like, let's go to the fucking Christmas Temple in Brooklyn. I was like, I heard, I know that like Ray Capo and those dudes from Shelter go there to get free food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like they go to there, they got these free meals and shit. So you know, Youth of Today and Bold and all those bands. So those were the bands that got me into hardcore, that early straight edge stuff. Yeah, I love so I'm like, so okay, angry. they're like, yeah, let's. They're like, yeah, let's fucking go. So you know, we we have enough money to get on the fucking subways and we get to. I still remember this night, dude. I, rem- I forget a lot, but it was on Skimmerhorn Street in Brooklyn. And we end up at the Christmas Temple. And I fucking walk in, dude. And, and who's there but Ray Capo, singer, infamous singer of Shelter, Youth of Today, fucking uh, Sammy, the dude from Bold, dude oh. from Bold, some of the guys from fucking, uh, oh, who else was it? It was, it was like a New York hardcore who's who eating fucking Christmas. Everybody but Mike Judge. (laughs) Everybody but Mike Judge, right? And uh, they were super fucking cool. They're like, hey, come on, sit down. And I'm like, you know, at that time, I'm I'm in fucking high school, and I'm fucking hanging out with fucking Ray Capo and fucking the dudes from Youth Today. I forgot what the the guitarist's name is now because I'm on the spot. Purcell? Um, Purcell. Purcell yeah, they're all they're all there, and I'm just like I'm breaking bread with these dudes on a whim, broke as shit at a Christmas temple, and I left there that night. And I remember Shelter was playing Connecticut that night because Ray was like, "Why don't you guys come with us to the show? It's all good." And I'm like, "Oh man, we don't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, so we we really couldn't go and you know go." But it was uh, it was it was pretty pretty cool man um you know i haven't remembered uh, to be honest with you i haven't remembered or told that told that story in probably 10 years so that's uh that was pretty cool that's a good fucking story dude. yeah it is a wild fucking story to just walk yeah. in there and see like this yeah. super group of people uh, dude, you know, like like all the people like the dudes from bold youth to today i think fucking judge yeah it'd be like project yeah, x was, or whatever was, yeah. <laughs> like, right there. yeah right absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. so yeah that was uh cool man it was cool fucking a i think that was what 93 92 wow. yeah, like I, was, I was literally a baby now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> i 
would have been yeah. like one or two <laughs> fucking probably at home watching the intro to Married with Children so I could <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> hey, don't knock Married with Children, dude. That's a great show. It would never come on TV now. They could never make that show now. I know, it's that never. fucking hilarious. I love oh, that I show. But when I was a kid, my mom used to put me asleep to the theme song, so she had it recorded. Oh, so you just listen to Frank? She'd and play and... it on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would put me to sleep. Yeah, that's so good. Which so is good. funny because later on in life, like it used to be on TV at like four or five in the morning. So like you'd be up real late, and I'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm going to sleep to Married with Children." Again. Yeah, that like, is well, ironic. <laughs> but anyways, man, um, I know you got a bunch of stuff going on today and things to do. So we'll uh, let you get going here. Um, first and foremost, we want to thank you for taking the time to jump on the show like it's been really cool talking to you hearing about the upcoming show some old stories and all that good stuff yeah thanks for taking the time out lynn it was you know it was awesome thanks for doing this guys and you know honestly uh let me tell you you know i've listened to a bunch of your interviews on here you guys are doing a great thing so please keep it up man i i'm looking forward to hearing more of your episodes and uh thanks for having me on man i hope to see everybody at the show uh, thank you man thank we you. appreciate you listening and appreciate the uh the appreciation on your end it's cool to hear from awesome. people that actually like enjoy the show because we enjoy doing it so we definitely plan to keep putting stuff out and we do have a lot of cool things with some big to us people coming up yeah I don't want to give spoilers. Yeah, don't stop, man. You'll have to stay tuned. But, yeah, good luck with the show. If I'm not able to make it, yeah, for sure. If I'm not able to make it, good good luck with the show. If I am able to make it down, I'll definitely make it a point to say what's up while we're there. I'll hold you to that. But, all right, man, you uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you again. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you all soon. All right.